1: Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in the studio today. Now don't forget you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at Supertalk.fm. You can also stream it from your Super Talk Mississippi app. We hope you know the best way to listen is also on your local Super Talk Radio Station. Or you can watch us on your computer or your mobile device over at Supertalktv.com. And if you take your browser there, you see I'm not alone. Joining me in the studio is Mr. Justin Bell. He is attending the prestigious Manhattan School of Music in New York City. He leaves on Monday to further his uh, graduate studies in opera. And I am so grateful that one of our listeners, David, if you're listening, thank you, connected us right before you fly out to the Big Apple. So welcome.
2: Thank you so much, Rebecca. I'm so excited
1: (laughs) for you. I think anytime someone gets that opportunity to chase their dreams or further their talents in a certain area, it's always cool. And I have to admit, you don't hear of a whole lot of people still going to school to study opera but yet that's still a thing right Oh,
2: absolutely absolutely yeah the the opera industry is alive and well and there is is becoming even more diverse day by day and uh, so it's a really exciting thing to be a part of
1: okay so i've got to know your opera story so take <laughs> us back i don't know when it starts for you justin was it just singing first or did you uh, you tell us when did you first connect with opera
2: yeah so I think, you know, opera is really something that is a universal art and it really combines all the arts in a lot of ways because there is the orchestra, there are the sets which, which then combines the visual artists as well, there are dancers and so many elements and so I think really it's a more artistic story that Um, In elementary school, my principal at Davis Magnet, Dr. Jane Everly, used to invite me to her office to write poetry for her, and she would frame those poems and put it in her office, and she was the first one to encourage me, as well as my gifted teachers in the gifted program, to express anything. Uh, and so then she pushed me to be a part of Ed Said on Mississippi Mississippi, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Uh, and so I was on there at nine years old. And then the next summer I got to go to New Stage Theater and I did that for the next five years. And I performed in their summer camp shows and a couple of their professional productions. And then I got to high school and was a part of the choir. And we got to travel and perform all over the country and even in Italy my senior year. And by that point I was like, okay, this music thing is really spectacular. Wow. I can connect with people internationally and um and it's just something so special about it, about hearing beautiful music, and that God gave you the ability to create that sound that is just like nothing else. And so I made the decision to study music in college. And so uh, at USM at the University of Southern Mississippi, I, the top. St- that's right. <laughs> I studied, uh, I did a double major, actually, uh, both in a m- Bachelor of Music Education and Choral Pedagogy and a Bachelor of Music and Voice Performance. And uh, while I was there, I discovered even more this beloved form of opera, and I would watch every video, read every article, and every performance I could attend in both the Jackson area and elsewhere, it was just mystifying for me to just fall in love with all of it
1: so I knew I liked you for a reason but I didn't know why (laughs) and now I know too so Ed said I'm the registered dietitian for the show and help Ed with all of his health and wellness tips that he raps about I had no idea and then I'm a USM graduate so look at that yeah look at us go so I think that's really cool and I think it goes to show it goes back to you having extraordinary educators who gave you the opportunity to just express yourself I don't want folks to miss that you never know where where that story or where that those doors opening um, and encouraging a child just to be creative can sort of lead them and then fostering them with space and encouragement to sort of do it. Do you remember the first time, Justin, that you opened your mouth and opera came? And I don't know, I mean, (laughs) if that's the right terminology. I mean, when you say sing, I mean, you think of singing in the choir or singing at church or something, Mm -hmm. but... Even in those traditional settings where a lot of kids get their first, I guess, opportunity to to sing, it's not classical music. Mm-hmm. It's not opera. So when was your first, like, let me try. Was it in the shower? Were you, I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I did definitely grow up uh, singing at church at New Horizon Church in Jackson. And so I did a lot of solos there. And honestly, it's, of course, the style is different. But it's so similar in a lot of ways of the passion of telling stories It is a collaborative effort. I think church and opera are very similar. And a lot of famous opera singers grew up in church and did the same thing. Uh, and, and singing in the choir as well. Again, a different style, but it is telling stories and sharing music with people. But I think my first experimentation with it was definitely watching videos in the shower. <laughs> uh, and, and just singing, singing my heart out and my mom in the other room like, please.
1: Cause you can't like <laughs> half, you know what? No you opera. Can't. It's what, right. like yeah. you can't just twinkle, twinkle, little right. star under your breath. <laughs> I mean, you've got you're going for it to like make it, you know, with confidence yeah. and you know, you know, don't hold back, kind of of kind of thing. That's
2: right. But I guess my first opera opportunity. You see what I did there? <laughs> I like <laughs> uh, it. <laughs> was in college uh, when I got to be in my first opera production ever. It was The Elixir of Love, uh, and that was my freshman year and i i really had no idea exactly the whole format of things i just knew i was in love with it and then i went on to uh, i got a chance to work at the glimmer glass festival in new york um in summer 2021 and just this past summer i was at des moines metro opera in iowa as well and so every kind of instance is just more exposure and more connection to beautiful artists and uh inspiration for my own career
1: from a career standpoint mm-hmm. How I want to say, how does this work? Because normally when you think of opera, it's usually a solo act, Mm -hmm. right? Like when you think of dance or theater, there could be multiple people on the stage and multiple – you may be the lead, but then it could be backup, you know, whatever. But usually with opera, and this is my limited knowledge, you have the one person that stands in the middle with the beautiful music and then goes (laughs) for it, right? Like it's is it kind of like a solo act or is there more opportunities to be a part of – other shows or other things.
2: Oh, my God. I could I could talk about this for hours, <laughs> of course. But uh, So just like in, in any genre, right? Because even if you look at like R&B or pop, there are still kind of sub-genres. And so there are different kind of operas as well. There are operas from the Bel Canto period, uh, which are generally your more um like happier shows in general and in the singing is generally a lot of fast lines and lots of high things. There are your more dramatic, longer operas like Wagner, Puccini. Um but throughout the opera there are scenes, so there are multiple people, there's the chorus there that kinda helps narrate things along. Uh but there those solo acts that everybody really remembers That's where the big pressure comes, I think, because those are the arias and arias are basically sung monologues. And so that's generally when one of the lead characters, uh, soprano, tenor, Mm -hmm. baritone, bass, metal soprano stand on stage and their character kind of. Testifies about whatever it is on their heart at that moment. And so that's when it's just them and the orchestra and the conductor, and they're delivering a huge story. But it really is a collaborative effort.
1: I don't know why Pretty Woman comes to mind with the scene where she's at the (laughs) opera and she starts to cry (laughs) in her pretty dress. But if you've never been, and I'll have to say, full disclosure, I've seen, uh, but never, and heard, but never been to one. I feel like it would be a full it would be an emotional event oh when my gosh, done right
2: yes yes it is and, and you if know, you
1: allow yourself the space to enjoy it correctly. one
2: thing that a lot of people don't know is that opera singers are not amplified um, in other art forms everybody has a microphone of course and if we're singing opera outside then of course there will be microphones because the outside doesn't lend itself uh, but opera is not it's not amplified traditionally they're, they're not wearing microphones that huge beautiful sound you hear that cuts through the room is all them it's extremely athletic and my first experience singing Opera Live, which is actually through Opera Mississippi at Thalia Mar Hall, Thalia Hall uh, I remember the soprano singing and. Her, her voice just cut into my ears. It felt like she was right there just tickling me in my ear. And that's how close and emotional and surreal of an experience it is. I mean, it's really something powerful for a voice to do something like that.
1: So now you're headed to the Manhattan School of Music <laughs> in right. New York. How did? How, what will you be studying there? How did that next step come about?
2: Yeah, so, oh my gosh, it is a long process. I mean, you, unlike other graduate programs that maybe there's a few months that you are preparing and things, you really prepare... For an entire year, if not before that, um, because you have to contact voice teachers and do sample lessons to see if you all even are compatible. You have to, of course, submit your application. And a lot of people don't know that you do a pre-screening part of your application where you submit videos for even the chance to audition. So When you get an audition, even that is an accomplishment, Uh, but then you go and audition and of course you hopefully are accepted and they have to give you scholarship offers and assign you a voice teacher that hopefully you're compatible with as well. So there's a long process, lots of flights, lots of applications, lots of negotiating, Um, but then once you're there. I'm headed to study uh, a Master of Music and Voice Performance uh, at one of the top conservatories. And so once I'm there, my, my schedule will be very packed um, with classes in Italian, German, French, English diction. Good uh, luck with that. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> and And we do sing in all those languages, uh, as well as, of course, music history courses, further theory courses. Um, but loads and loads of rehearsals, opera scenes, opera productions, solo opera recitals that I'll be performing as well. And so it'll be lots of singing Every single day, but again, it's an athletic art, and so you're training like an athlete uh, to go out on that stage professionally.
1: And we may get a chance to hear Justin, we will get a chance to hear Justin <laughs> sing coming up next here on Good Things. <laughs>
4: You hear those notifications? That's small businesses in America
0: taking off on TikTok. Businesses like Porgy's Hot Dogs.
5: I've another good one for y'all today. Our peanut, butter, and jelly dog.
0: Their homemade hot dog videos pull in diners from across the country. And there's Matt Fixit, your local handyman just building a business.
4: Holy frickin' drywall repair. We've got a bathtub above this kitchen. Over a million
0: people saw that video, and new customers are still flying in. American small business booms on TikTok. This is Dave Lugman with Canon Nissan of Jackson.
6: What's new, Dave?
3: New Nissans are arriving daily. We are now offering a two-year maintenance program on all new and pre-owned vehicles.
0: Canon Nissan will match any competitor's prices on tires, batteries, and more. Nobody beats Canada. Canon deal. Nobody.
1: I'm Lauren McGraw with Got To Go. I'm here to help you with anywhere you might need a bathroom. Because when you got to go, you got to go. Please call us at 601-879-3969 or look us up, gottogorentals.com.
6: Hi, I'm Thomas Trammel with Family Terminal. With all the excessive heat we've had during this summer, mosquitoes are running rampant. To protect your family, protect your home. Give us a call, 601 1014 or reach us at our website at www.family-termite.com.
5: That's 601-933-1014, or at our website,
6: www.family-termite.com. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
1: watch good things on your computer or your mobile device over at supertalktv.com and i encourage you to head on over there take your browser there you'll get to see justin bell he's attending the prestigious manhattan school of music in new york city he leaves out on monday he's furthering his graduate studies in opera and i convinced him to help share some of his chops today on good things so justin what are you going to sing for us today
2: Yes, thank you again. So I uh, am going to sing something that's not from an opera, but uh, it's from a song that we did in in choir at Murrah High School. It's called The Prayer of St. Francis. And I recently offered this uh, as a closer of my recital, Ode to Joy, a farewell concert that I did this past weekend. It's really meaningful to me uh, because of the message.
1: All righty. There you go. Justin Bell.
6: Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let me so love. Where there is injury, thy pardon, Lord, where grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console
1: yeah that's not just everyday singing Justin that was absolutely beautiful you can have a seat again you can pull that so mic back good. down too and get yourself uh, comfortable man I can't imagine having that kind of talent but I can also see whenever you're able to do something like that having the passion to want to learn more and and further your career, career or sort of your education in that so when you get your degree once once everything's done because you will you will you will master it and do is it one right. year or two years there in and, Manhattan
2: uh, it's a two-year two-year degree yeah
1: so when you graduate like it, it, dream big what's the big audacious goal where does Justin Bell hope to see himself five ten years
2: yes yeah, so uh, at, at this point in graduate school I mean you are really preparing it's a pre-professional level and so uh, at that point the plan is to be employed in the opera house um, most I'm considered a young artist at this age and so uh, most singers at my age will do after they finish their masters a resident young artist program and uh, opera house so that might be at Washington National Opera that might be at opera Philadelphia, Pittsburgh Opera, um, and you're there all year long and it's basically like an apprenticeship and you're performing on stage you're doing coachings as well uh, and continuing your development but also performing and so you also might do concerts and recitals and other outreach things at the same time
1: what's considered like at the Super Bowl of opera experiences like I know the Super Bowl is once a year but I'm thinking like in terms of stages where yeah. if you make it to that stage and you get the opportunity to perform there what what's considered like the highlight oh
2: my god and you know in the United States the Metropolitan Opera is the house that everyone wants to get to and where everyone wants to sing. I mean, it is one of the most historical stages. It is the largest opera house in the world, actually, I think. Um, And it is where people, a lot of people become gigantically known because it's a huge opera house um, and it is I got the chance to finally go there for the first time when I went and did my auditions for Manhattan School of Music and uh, it's it's like nothing else but it is also one of the biggest pressures because it is just you on the world's biggest stage but one day I'll be there
1: One day <laughs> you definitely will be there Do you look to, to do albums or is it more like shows and concerts? Yeah, like I, is that Does that tie into sort of your traditional artist
2: Absolutely. But, you know, I I think that what a lot of artists today are realizing is that none of us want to be just traditional anymore. I think that all of us want to impact communities. We want to continue to branch out because we've been given a unique gift. And I think it can it can it can really minister to anyone. Uh, I know many opera singers and one in particular who's a mentor of mine, Denise Graves, uh, who tells me that her favorite performances, get this, were in prisons. She went to prisons and sung for people. And these are people that maybe society has cast out or have looked down upon, but she still felt that they had something that they could offer to the world and they should deserve to be inspired too. And she went there and she sung for prisons. And, um, another great mentor of mine, who's another legend in the, in the opera world is Simon Estes. And he did a huge fundraiser for children in Africa years ago, where he uh, helped to, Raise money for malaria to help get treated uh, treatments for those children there, and he raised I think over five hundred thousand dollars through concerts that he held and albums that he sold, and he donated all of it to to the United Nations. And so I think that those kind of things that we can tell stories, um, both on stage and heal hearts, like doctors heal hearts in the in the uh, in the operating room. I think that we heal souls in the performance area.
1: Music can definitely do that, and you think, and you know, it also shows when you think of prisoners, you sort of think sometimes of hardened people or, Mm -hmm. you know, cut off emotionally, but hearing the right music or hearing the what, whatever, it can move, you know, there's still something stirring in there that can, can be moved to tears. Thinking about just Mississippi and the opportunities for kids who may be singing opera in the in the shower. I don't know. If we have someone listening though that, you know, their kid is if you know awkwardly into it, not awkwardly is not the right word, but just curious about it or they don't know what to do with it. I mean, where would you say to help foster or encourage a love of opera or a love of I guess um you know the sort of classical singing.
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't necessarily fault you for saying awkwardly because it takes a person <laughs> with guts to really do this. I mean, you are on call and on pressure all the time. So kudos to anybody there who's uh, interested, but I think that the best place to start as a as a, a young singer, because I'm still considered at the very beginning... How old are you? I'm 22. Wow. And so for opera singers, you know, a lot of people consider 30, 35 old, but for opera singers, that's when our prime is. Is it to do
1: with the maturing of your vocal yes, cords and sort yes, of breath yes. and all of that?
2: You continue to train, but also physiologically, the kind of demands that it requires of your body. Again, I said it's very athletic. Um, your body continues to form and to mature all the way through that time. So I would say to anyone who's interested it. Listen as much as you can. Go to everything you can. Read all the books. Definitely learn as many languages as you can and just associate your ear with that. Practice on your piano because a lot of times you're teaching yourself your own music. Um, but be patient is more uh, about it. Um, in the opera world, we always say that the process is more important than the outcome because in the practice room that's where you make your mistakes that's where you figure out what works and what doesn't and that's where you continue to grow and that's also where you cry and scream and are frustrated but that process is what makes you better and uh, that's what allows your heart and your voice to be open on stage to to provide to people there
1: now, besides going to school, which I know that's going to take up all your time, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to cut out a little bit of time just to be a New Yorker for a minute that's or a right, Mississippi yeah. <laughs> in, in, in New York. Um, what are you most looking forward to seeing, doing?
2: Oh, oh, there's so much. I mean, when I visited... So the crazy thing is I've only been in New York three times ever at this point, um, two times i was there singing i did a uh, concert at carnegie hall uh with the usm southern chorale and then i did a performance with mura at saint bartholomew's temple and then i went there to audition in a couple of months ago only three times and for me now to live there is like really surreal to think about but uh i think i'm just interested in just seeing everything that's there to offer and being in the place where the arts are really, really happening, my school is right there near Broadway. The Metropolitan Opera is about twenty minutes away, um, and interacting with so many artists. Yeah.
1: So, I had a friend who went to New York for a friend's fiftieth birthday. They ended up at a place on the Boulevard. Is the name of the restaurant in Harlem, and okay. they found out that the owner and chef there is from Natchez, Mississippi. So, if you oh, want wow. a full circle moment, go <laughs> travel from Mississippi to live in Manhattan to go eat in Harlem to get a taste of right. yeah. to get a taste of Mississippi. She said the shrimp and grits. We're, we're, we're on point. I'll
2: do a little scavenger hunt. You now.
1: <laughs> you have to do that. And two, if someone wants to help support your efforts, because I know it's a big commitment financially and all the things to make this dream come true. How can how can they stick with you or do that, Justin?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, to put it in perspective, you know, Tuition at Manhattan School of Music for one year is $52,000, and between that and living costs in New York, it's estimated that a person should account for, between scholarships and elsewhere, about $73,000 for one year. So for me to have the opportunity to go, I'm so grateful. Uh, but for people to reach out if they'd like to donate, there's a GoFundMe online. They can search Support Justin's Opera Studies, Mississippi to NYC, Support Justin's Opera Studies on GoFundMe.com. Um, and if you all follow me on Facebook or Instagram or anything, then please feel free to reach out, and I'd be happy to talk to you.
1: That's awesome. Thank you so much for your time, and we're wishing you all the best. And I'm going to keep up with you because now we know you win, and so you'll have to remember the little people when you make it to all the big stages and and uh, check back in with us. But best of luck, Justin and thank you and you guys stick with us to get more for you up next
6: beer, the-
3: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of rain, partly sunny conditions, high near 86. Tonight, a 30% chance of showers, mostly cloudy, low around 72. Your Saturday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, mostly sunny, high near 87. And a look to Sunday, a 70% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 88. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
6: Dealing with an outdated printer that just can't keep up with you? Visit Staples and upgrade to a new HP Envy Inspire with HP+. Plus, HP's best home printer. And it comes with six months of free ink. It prints everything you need, from homework and work documents to incredible photos and more with amazing quality. Right now, save $70 on the HP Envy Inspire 7955E. Available at Staples. Offer valid through August 27th. See staples.com slash HP plus for details.
7: I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A Mississippi woman has been arrested after officials claim that she filed a false police report which triggered a statewide Amber Alert on Tuesday. 43-year-old Valerie Faye Lord was arrested and charged with filing a false police report by the Gulfport Police Department. Lord is accused of reporting a kidnapping that didn't happen. The 43-year-old reportedly told Gulfport police that someone had knocked on her door, forced their way inside her house, and forcibly removed her child before fleeing the area. The incident triggered a statewide Amber Alert, but fortunately, the child was found within 30 minutes. In other news, Mississippi's Second Amendment sales tax holiday is currently underway and ends on Sunday at midnight. Residents in the Magnolia State get a break when they purchase firearms, ammunition, and certain hunting supplies during the time frame. There's no price limit on items like last month's tax-free holiday, which targeted back-to-school shoppers.
1: Hear the movie music. You know, it's Friday here on Good Things, and we are ready to talk uh, movies with Tanya. She's in the house.
5: But first, are you an opera fan? I appreciate it, but um, it's not something I've ever seen in person. Is it sad that the first thing that came to my mind was Pretty Woman? (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think of other great
1: opera moments in film, and then it came to mind was The Greatest Showman. Yes, yeah. the opera singer got him in trouble. Right. Yeah. And then you have sing the, you know, <laughs> where she did. She did her. I guess it's not actual opera, but it, it kind of had that moment or sort of feel of it. So,
5: yeah, I think it. I mean, there's certain songs when performed by an opera singer is just, you know, makes you just get chills. It's so beautiful. But I don't know if I would want to sit there for two hours. I think it would maybe get old fast. I don't know.
1: I don't know. You don't like it till you try. Like That's some, right. Like exactly. some movies too. So
5: what, what's yeah. up for this weekend? <laughs> well, um, there's a new sort of uh, horror genre movie out this weekend, mystery thriller um, called The Invitation. And the purpose of this one's pretty interesting to me. Um, it's about a girl who she's kind of got no family and she does a DNA test She's just curious. And the next thing you know, she's got this guy that comes out of the woodwork. That's her cousin. And never a good thing. (laughs) And so they meet and she decides, I mean, you know, he's like, we're all, you know, our family's excited to know you exist. And, um, we're actually having a family wedding coming up and we want you to come so you can get to know everybody. Well, it's, over in England, and it's like this huge Downton Abbey kind of mansion that this family lives in. That's like her people. And so, of course, initially she's like, oh, my word, you know, Princess Diaries moment here. And, um, of course, quickly she finds out that they're not, you know, somebody that you want to hang out with. She's kind of becomes the target of ill intentions.
1: So it's a mystery suspense, and so now I'm thinking: Is it really her
5: family? How did they find out about her? Was she, you know, singled out and said, so "This is why you would have to watch it"? Right? Yeah, it's one of those that you definitely want to watch it. It's got some twists and turns, um, but it, is and it also PG-13. feels like it could happen with everyone who's know, doing the, know. the DNA
1: test and the you and me and whatever tree things.
5: Yeah, I mean, I know of a lot of people who have found family that they didn't know. You know, so it, it's interesting very interesting is it it just in theaters yeah it's just in theaters um and then the other new movie this weekend is called three thousand years of longing and this one is directed by george miller who is a director that does his job very well like he did all the mad max movies and um, you know, is very respected, has got Oscars and all that good stuff. But this is, um, sort of a fantasy drama, definitely not for the kids. It's rated R. Um, and it's about a woman played by Tilda Swinton who finds a gin, which is, uh, kind of a mystical, um, sort of kind of like an angel, but not quite. And, In our, I mean, what we're used to seeing, kind of like a genie, he, Mm -hmm. like, grants wishes. And um, so she is in another country um, at, like, a conference kind of thing and comes upon this... um, a kind of lamp looking thing and sure enough here he comes and he's going to grant her wishes which we've all heard that story before but this one goes way deeper into you know what would you wish for what is your ultimate fantasy you know that kind of thing. If you had that opportunity. And so Idris Elba plays the djinn. So that's always a bonus. You know, he was in Beast last weekend. So this is a good week for him. He's you He's know, been busy. got a lot of stuff out there. So anyway, if you like the fantasy genre, um there is a little bit of nudity. Not much, but just a smidge of cussing. You know, this is one of those you have to kind of be in the mood for because it's kind of far fetched, you know. Right. But oh, uh, anyway, so those are the two big releases that are only in theaters. Um but we've got two that are streaming. Oh fun. And not in theaters. Um the first one is called Look Both the Ways and if you're a fan of the Archie TV series um
2: so good.
5: Yeah. <laughs> um what is the name of it? R-ri- something Wood. Riverdale. Riverdale. Thank you. I cannot. I was thinking Riverwood. Um but uh, Lily Reinhart that is on that show, she it stars in this movie, and it starts off and it's on Netflix, and she's uh, graduating college, and she's at a party, and she finds out she takes a pregnancy test, and the next what thing an you know, place to choose to do it. <laughs> no, the next thing you know you watch her live two different lives if she was pregnant versus if she wasn't so um anyway it's it's fun it's, it's you a know, fun movie kind of yeah. lighthearted and you know just kind of it's fun to see you know we all think what if i mean you know is uh, you know what if you had taken I, have, I
1: appreciated the ending
5: because it wasn't what I expected. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think she's such a good actress, you know. So I, I really enjoyed seeing her in this. Um, and then her co-star is Danny Ramirez. And I meant to look because he looks so familiar to me, but I couldn't place him. Um, but he plays her friend, boyfriend. Um, so that's one to check out Baby's if you're daddy. just at home. Yeah, the baby daddy. <laughs> um, and then one that just came out a couple of hours ago, so I haven't seen it it's called me time and we, we all need it. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, all of these uh, streaming services they're making these movies with big comedy actors like this one's Kevin Hart Adam Sandler's doing them like crazy Um, but they make these, you know, pretty good quality movies and I think they're cranking them out fast and so, and these guys are cashing their checks, you know, so, but uh, to me they're, it's good, especially if you're just looking for something new to watch at home, you know, without having to get ready and get a babysitter and all that. I'm for it. But, um, Kevin stars as a guy, he's a stay at home dad and he's like super committed to his family and does everything and, um, All of a sudden, he has an opportunity to have a little bit of time off. His wife takes the kids away, um, and he's at home, and he's going to have me time. And he really doesn't know what to do with himself because he's so used to taking care of everybody. And Mark Wahlberg is a friend of his who is celebrating a big birthday. And he calls him, just happens to be when he's got his me time, and invites him to come celebrate his birthday with him. And then, of course... Chaos ensues. So shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so a lot of kind of a big variety this weekend.
1: I think there's a lot of things to choose from. You wonder if with the Netflixes and all that having their moment or trouble or hurdles right now with uh, with streaming, if they'll keep being able to put out these kinds of. I mean, really. I think most of them, not all of them are great, but some
5: of them are really good straight to streaming. I think so, too. I think for a TV, you know, I consider those TV movies kind of. Mm -hmm. I mean, their quality is way better than anything you're ever going to find normally, you know, that you would watch an original movie at home. Um, You know, when we were growing up, there was like a, a Saturday night movie and, you know, it kind of the equivalent of what you might find on Lifetime now, I'm not bashing Lifetime. But um, anyway, these are far superior to me. Which is funny. Like Lifetime's always, they're a little more,
1: um never ends well. Right. Versus where you have the Hallmark. It's all like it's a cookie cutter, like sweet ending, just about every, like, I don't know if anybody's ever
5: ended a Hallmark movie sad. Right. Exactly. Right. But Lifetime, you're like, wow. Yeah. Some Jerry Springer scenario. It, it's always heavy topics and lots of drama. And I feel like maybe they just found, they just sort of found their niche. They sort of found their their way.
1: We were talking yesterday here that Ben and Aaron Napier and Laurel are going to be on an HGTV Christmas movie on Disney. All
5: the pieces coming yeah, together.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometime this um this coming up holiday season, so that'll be fun yeah. To look I saw for.
5: that. I'm really excited. I love them, and um, it's going to be fun. I mean, another network is getting into the Christmas maybe business.
1: Yeah, right here in uh, in Mississippi. And someone mentioned too they watched Prey after we recommended it last week. Not quite what I expected. It's hard to explain. Yeah, but they did enjoy it. So I'm glad that you enjoyed it. It's hard to without giving it away, or if you go in with preconceived
5: ideas of what it should be it's probably not that right and now movies are so much smarter where you do have these twists and turns and they are hard to talk about you know outside of the bare minimum plot information and who's in it sometimes it's hard to talk about them without Given away a lot. If I want a good cry, Hallmark is the channel for me. Yeah. But it's a
1: happy cry. Like yeah. it's not a dateline cry. Like it's, a... <laughs> it's like, oh, there's still love in the world, but it's not real, but yay for them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tanya. Well, you gave us some good things. I may I may check out the Me Time. I think that may be my hallmark for, for the upcoming week. I'd already seen Look Both Ways. It's adorable. So yeah. chick flick, highly recommend it. But we'll have you back next week. So alrighty. Alrighty, y'all stick with us. We got more for you coming up next.
3: ESI supplied.net It's not if you're gonna have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESI supplied.net absorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESI supplied.net Sockneck boom products, oil gator, oil dry spill kits, and much more. ESI supplied.net.
5: you mind your own
1: business.
3: This is a closing agri-market report for the Super Talk News Network. I'm Bob Sullender. Stocks are still in the landslide this afternoon. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 749 to 32,542. The NASDAQ is down 402 to 12,236. And the S&P 500 is down 108 to 4090. From the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton closed up 357 to 117,68. March cotton closed up 354 to 114,37. At the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans closed up 30 to 14,61 and a quarter of a bushel. January soybeans closed Closed Up 29 and a quarter to 1465 and a half a bushel. December corn closed up 14 and a quarter to 664 and a quarter a bushel. March corn closed up 13 and three quarters to 669 and three quarters a bushel. At the mercantile, October live cattle closed down 60 cents to 143.05. December live cattle closed down 80 cents to 149.10. October live feeders closed down $2.12 to 183.40. And November live feeders closed down a dollar ninety to 185.17. For the Super Talk Agri Network, I'm Bob Sullender.
1: things on your computer or your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices and if you've got C Spire TV, you can catch good things on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. But it's Friday in Mississippi, y'all which means that high school football is back in full swing tonight and so Super Talk Mississippi has you covered. You can catch a local game on just about every Super Talk Mississippi station plus you can stream a ton of games and get up to the minute scores from across the entire state by going to supertalk.fm slash high school or by clicking on sports on the Super Talk Mississippi app. It's that simple. You can also check out the scoreboard preview show. First one of the year is coming up tonight at 6 p.m. right after Sports Talk Mississippi. And then y'all know what's coming up at 10. That's the Farm Bureau Insurance Company a scoreboard show where you can get all of the highlights from the Friday night's uh, lights. You can listen or you can watch wherever um, you're listening to good things. Also coming up Monday, you've got Juco football is uh, kicking off and Sports Talk Mississippi is going to be live at the Davis Event Center on the Fulton campus of Itawamba Community College that's on Monday and they're kicking off the ICC's Meet the Indians event so you can visit letsgoicc.com for more information and if that's not enough to tell you on Tuesday go ahead and thinking a little ahead middays with Gerard he will be live at Mossy Oak in West Point on Tuesday uh, as the Prairie Farm Prairie's Arts Festival, excuse me, gets ready to kick off Labor Day weekend. It's hard to believe that August is pretty much over, Rhino. You For have the most a whole part. nother month coming up next week, which means, and I told this to Gerard. He came in the other day. He said he still feels like it's summer. He had on his sort of uh, I'm going to go golfing later outfit, but look professional and casual. And I said, well, September 1st, you can pull out your Uggs and your corduroys and your flannel. And the look on his face was priceless, and he may not do that, but there's a lot of people just sitting on G, waiting on O, so they can transition their house and their wreaths uh, outdoors, and the reef outdoors, and the candles, and all things
0: fall. Was there a point in time where you only put a wreath out around Christmas? Yes. Now you gotta have a wreath year round.
1: Correct. So there's fall, there's. We'll fall, thank, we'll fall to Thanksgiving, Christmas, so and no then Halloween you've got, wreath? Oh, yeah, so Halloween... So, yes, you can't... So that's, Halloween wreath. Halloween, though, is very usually October specific. It's like... October 1st, you can start to put out the Halloweens, although I went into the local Nandy Candy, which if, if you are in the central area and need chocolates, oh, my God, they're already decked out in Halloween in there. It's like you transport all already to um, Halloween themed, and it, I appreciate it because um, it took me back for a second. I'm like, it's August. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so you have Halloween reefs, Christmas reefs. If you really want to get into it because it's that odd moment. You know, you, you ring in the new year and it's no longer, you know, uh, Christmas, but it's still winter. What do you put up until Valentine's?
0: <laughs> you just don't have a wreath. <laughs> but
1: then your door is naked. So then you have... It's a door. Spring.
0: It's an entryway and exit.
1: <laughs> Easter. where And then I'm going to get... So then you have Easter and then comes summer and then you have the 4th of July and then the Fourth of July holds you out until pretty much you're getting ready for 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 fall. Did you did you count all those up? <laughs> There's now like good command strips. and Whatever stuff that number just is, it's
0: that number of that's that how, that's how many wreaths have not hung on any door I've ever had. That was my door.
1: I know where you live now. <laughs> I don't know exactly which door is yours. But I can come reef up the whole bottom <laughs> thing of your apartment <laughs> and change it out for you like a proper work wife should for the years. If you really want to get snazzy, we can get you the little uh, flag, too, that has all the different seasons that you can change if you want to. Then you can then you can start to change the pillows on the front porch as well. Like we can we can really get into this.
0: Wait, you're supposed to have pillows on a porch.
1: They make outdoor pillows, yep, that says welcome, usually followed by your zip code that allows allows the person coming to your door to be confident that they're in the right spot, that they didn't follow it to a different zip code, and, you know, also alerting you to which holiday it may be if you couldn't decide by the reef that was on said door. And so it's I'm just, just going to
0: start putting up random stuff and random pillows that are at the wrong time of year just to confuse.
1: It would be – I, I
0: have an area code from a different location, and it's the middle of summer, but I've got the Christmas wreath out, and it says you're in Atlanta. You're just all kind of confused.
1: After Christmas, you put up your VIMO credentials because you are broke. <laughs> <laughs> you just wave that on a flag in front of your house. <laughs> Help! <laughs> <laughs> that's funny all right thank you guys for chiming in the conversation never ends Over on the good things Facebook group we'd love to have you there you got the boys coming up next from three to six I'm sure it's a lot of high school football talk as it should be and Ryan and I'll meet you back here on Monday at two until then I hope you all find time for the good things
6: I hear good things for you I hear good things for you